Hey friends, thanks so much for joining us. This is Unlock You with Dr. Shannon Crawford. I'm a clinical psychologist, leadership consultant, and a really big fan of you getting to fulfill your life purpose. I want you to get unstuck and unlock your potential relationally, emotionally, spiritually, and vocationally. Thanks for joining us and let's get started. Hey, everybody, welcome to Unlock You with Dr. Shannon Crawford and my amazing new friend that we just spent probably a couple hours visiting. This is Vanessa Martindale, and she is a mom of four and married to an incredible supportive man. And we are going to have a whole episode about their journey of starting blended kingdom families and what that's looked like to be a blended family and navigating that and now helping turn around and invest into other people. So as we were having girlfriend time, we were talking about what subjects do you wish you had known to help get you unlocked in some of your seasons that you was like, man, that really brought a lot of problems I didn't know were there that could have been solved. And so she came up with some great topics. Yes. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Crawford, for having me on. I'm just so honored and blessed to be here with you. And I honor you. You are just so amazing. Um, But yes, you know, something that I dealt with at an early age and really didn't get freedom from until I was an adult was um, just the spirit of rejection Mm. and inner vows. And I really didn't know what that was and understand it until I walked through Kairos and freedom and mentoring. Yeah. And it was just, um, when, when I finally had the revelation of what that was and how I was in bondage to just the things that, um, I had experienced in my past, um, you know, learning to, to be healed and whole, um, and go through freedom. It really allowed God to come in and work in and through, not just me, but in my marriage in my life and my family, um, as he's always intended to do. And Mm -hmm. so I think it's so important. I know you're a big proponent of healing and freedom and it's, and like you said, it's a lifelong practice and it's so important, um, for us to walk through that and to check the character of our heart, um, And just to be steadfast about that so that, um, you know, we aren't staying in the past and we aren't um, being oppressed by a spirit of rejection or abandonment or whatever that is. Sure. And so this is like my lane, like we could (laughs) geek out on this all day, but if somebody's listening and they're saying, what is a spirit of rejection? How do Mm -hmm. I know if I'm even dealing with some rejection issues? I think a lot of rejection, a pride comes from a spirit of rejection. Control mm-hmm. comes from a spirit of rejection. And, um, you know, I experienced a lot of things as a child from abuse, uh, have walked through divorce and hence our ministry, you know, that's where it, you know, came from. But, um, rejection, uh, oftentimes, like I said, it manifests in control, um, independence as a single mom for seven years. Mm-hmm. And then walking into a new marriage, yeah. it was, I, 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 this, and the Lord was like, no, to become one. And it's, yeah. and it's a, we, um, but what I've also learned about rejection is that abandonment comes mm-hmm. along with that mm-hmm. an orphan spirit can come along with that. Yeah. Um, and where, and where the inner vow comes in, it's, it's oftentimes when we've experienced that rejection mm-hmm. for myself, um, my biological father, I don't know him. He left me um, when I was a baby, my mother, and he divorced. And throughout my entire life, I always wondered, 
you know, why did he not want me? And throughout my life, um, there were a lot of men that uh, hurt me. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so I felt a lot of rejection. And I remember as a little girl making inner vows and Mm -hmm. saying, I'm never going to allow this to happen to me again. I'm never going to allow this to happen to my children. If I have children one day, the words I never, Mm -hmm. and, um, and ultimately, um, you know, what, what I've learned about inner vows and how that comes from rejection, how that comes from a spirit of abandonment or the orphan spirit. It's that I have now made myself the God over me. Exactly. Instead of the father. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Because for a lot of us, we have wounds and those are legitimate. And so you don't want somebody else to be molested. Like if it's, you know, if you've gone through something or you don't want somebody to go through rejection or abandonment or betrayal, but that doesn't mean I want to now make the noun of that verb me. Right. right? Mm -hmm. And I think that's the difference. I hear a lot of people in therapy talk about, um, you know, I made the vow that I would never have to rely on a man because I would be able to take care of myself. If anything were to happen, I would be able to take care of myself. Mm -hmm. And while that sounds really noble and it sounds very empowered, the noun is still self. Mm-hmm. And so it's, uh, it's actually a cold self-idolatry on accident. It's not intentional. It doesn't mean you have a gold statue that you're bending down to. It just means I am now causing um, something that's a rule mm-hmm. to be based on my strength to be able to maintain and keep that. And so when that happens, what do you think happens in that person's life when we have made a vow? I will never, I must, I should, mm-hmm. I have to, you know, it makes inner vows make us unteachable and when we're unteachable. We, we don't learn. And that is where that pride comes from. And it tells us in the book of Proverbs that um, pride goes before destruction, a haughty spirit with the fall. Mm. So wherever there is pride, wherever that is control. And when we are making ourselves the gods of ourselves mm-hmm. and not allowing Holy spirit and God to, um, yeah. to, to lead us and scripture tells us, you know, you know, that we are to, um, not walk by flesh, but mm-hmm. walk by the Holy spirit. Yeah. Um, then it, it, um, like I said, it doesn't allow us to be teachable and it doesn't allow God to mold us, yeah. um, into what he's ultimately creating us to be. Yeah. 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 And live a life of freedom and live, um, a life of blessings. Fear is the hindrance of the blessings from the father. And wow. so whenever, um, we're dealing with rejection. Whenever we're dealing with spirit, um, mm-hmm. inner vows, a lot of that is fear. And mm-hmm. it's, I don't ever want to get hurt again. Yeah. I don't ever want to experience this again. So this is not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And whenever we do that, we're really, um, we're, we're stepping out of God's playground mm-hmm. and we're stepping into the enemy's territory. Yeah. And, um, it's, is it, if you think of the enemy, and there, there's a door to sin because inner vows, mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's, it's sin. Mm-hmm. That is sin. He is opening the door and saying, come on in. Mm-hmm. And then on the door, on the way out, he's shaming you. Yeah, exactly. And so, um, but yeah, it, it's, um, it's been a process, but Absolutely. It's, it's an on, like we talked about freedom and healing. It's ongoing, ongoing. Yeah. 
So somebody who maybe has gone through a lot of abandonment and rejection in your life and just kind of constantly feeling like you're the victim of why do people do this? Why mm -hmm. does this keep happening to me? Mm -hmm. And they may not see themselves as prideful because right. pride isn't necessarily that you're like the narcissist in the room, you know, it could be anything where I have relied on me mm -hmm. to protect or defend or cause something to become reality right. or to protect myself from something becoming reality. Mm -hmm. And so if you were to talk to somebody, one, there's validity to their pain and the origin of why that vow was Absolutely. created. Mm -hmm. uh, what would you recommend? And you're, even in, if you feel comfortable, some of your own story mm -hmm. of what helped you honor your pain and mm -hmm. then still be able to break the inner vow. And then what did you do with that? So I, when I, when I, I, I knew in, um, I knew that I needed help. I knew that I needed godly counsel. And this is why community is so important. This is why godly counsel is so important. I stepped into mentorship through our church and I met with a woman. And when I just started talking to her, she was, she was interceding for me. So she was seeing and hearing things from the Holy spirit wow. that I had no idea about because when you're in something for so long and yeah. you're in bondage for so long, you were blind, mm -hmm. spiritually blind and mute to the things that the enemy is doing to you. It's disillusion. Yeah. And so she was able to point these things out. And it was really a posture of learning to check my heart and mm -hmm. all throughout scripture. Um, the, the, the Bible talks about the character of our heart and God cares the most mm -hmm. about that. And it was like, you know, Holy spirit, what in my heart, this was the question I was asked. It was, if your heart was a house, what rooms would God want to come in and clean out? Mm -hmm. And I remember he showed me that it was the master bedroom closet. Mm -hmm. And he was like, all of those things from your high school, from your, um, childhood that you have hidden in the back of the closet, we're going to pull those out yeah, and we're going to get rid of those things. And it was really, and I remember we did a, a freedom session. Mm. She walked me through a freedom session yeah. and journaling and prayer and just having that accountability. I mean, she would give me homework and it was like, I want you to go into your closet and get mm -hmm. on your knees and pray and ask Holy spirit, what this means, what he wants to reveal to you. Yeah. And that was not anything that I had really done up until that point. I was mm -hmm. still pretty mm -hmm. immature in my faith, but having that accountability, doing biblical counseling, mm -hmm. big proponent of counseling, <laughs> biblical counseling did that along with the mentorship. And then just having the support of my husband, mm -hmm. you know, um, what manifested it, what, what had happened in my life as a young child manifested in my marriage. Yes. I mean, there were so when to intimacy to, mm -hmm. I mean, there were things that I was so ashamed of and that's where the enemy wants to come in and bridge a gap between you and your husband exactly. and cause disunity. And there were just so many situations that that had happened. And it was finally me just being able to come clean and just be vulnerable and real and raw and say, this is what happened in my life. I had not even shared that with him, Yeah, but I'm so thankful. Um, so to answer your question, it was, it was, it was finding godly counsel. Mm -hmm. It was finding someone that I trusted and that um, could pray with me that could lead me into freedom, walk yeah. me through that process yeah. um, and just love me through it and encourage <laughs> me along the way. And um, Holy Spirit just showed up and showed out. There was so many things that I learned yeah. in that season. Yeah. yeah. And I think that there's sometimes that we can have so much knowledge mm -hmm. that we can go to the classes and we can learn all the things, but knowledge puffs up while love builds up. 
So to have somebody who actually could speak into some of those blind spots Mm -hmm. with love. So speaking the truth in love, which means you had to allow a level of vulnerability to have that conversation. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking even in periods of my own life where I would tell my story, like I'm, you know, essentially kind of the victim of the story and don't you feel sorry for me. Um, And so I would go tell people that, but I was never once looking for or creating opportunity for them to have space and permission to speak into my life in some of those blind spots. Mm -hmm. And so how many times we can tell the story of like, oh, you know, my parents did this or my ex did this, or, you know, my divorce situation and decree and blah, blah, blah. Instead of going, huh, that happened. I need to grieve and honor the experience. Mm -hmm. But then I also need to unpack how did my internal soul configure itself Mm -hmm. and try to protect and defend and compensate to make sure that that never happened again. Right. And I would say repentance is key, mm-hmm. even though the, like I did not cause the, and being the victim, sure. still having a repentant heart towards the people that had um, hurt me and even repenting for making those inner vows mm-hmm. because Satan ultimately used those inner vows as a young child yeah. to hurt me and my marriage and my children later on. Mm-hmm. So having a repentant heart um, and even being able to go to those people who hurt me and tell them that I forgive them, tell them that I love them and see them for who God created them to be, Yeah, you know, because we've talked about, we do not fight against flesh and blood, but of, you know, the darkness, principality, Mm -hmm. all of that. And so, um, I think it really begins there because repentance leads us to his loving kindness Mm -hmm. in our life. And so that, that would be another, um, key, I think virtue that we, that we have to implement in that process. And I think it's so important to know that for many of you, you may not even know you made an internal vow. Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of times it was so unconscious, it was so subtle and it was right. You know, you don't want to be taken advantage of. You don't want to be betrayed or vulnerable and someone uh, misuse that ever again. And so again, you know, psychologist, I'm like, let's honor the pain. Try not to just willpower yourself through it. But also there's many things that you you think you've already dealt with, but it's worth the conversation. It's worth the curiosity of staying open because the Lord is a gentleman. And so he heals layer upon layer. And many, many times in my own life and in working with my clients, they go, Oh, I've already done that. I've already done that work. I don't need to talk about that. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, "Mm, that's nice. Um, But the Lord uh, may be opening you up to say, you've done that layer but have you done more of the unconscious layers? And it doesn't mean you're walking around every day thinking about your ex-spouse. It doesn't mean you're thinking about that uh, uncle who touched you. It doesn't mean you're thinking about the principal who yelled at you. It just means that there's something running in the background that's still trying to protect you so that you never have to be abandoned, rejected, forsaken, feel vulnerable and exposed. And so now you just kind of have a temper and you just kind of bow up or you start sabotaging relationships relationships. You reject them before they can reject you. You might poke the bear just to get a certain reaction to prove yourself that this person is not safe and you can exit them out of your life. There's many strategies we do without consciously realizing it. And so that's where, um, 
I want to create bridges where there's a lot of really great community and resources. So she said the word Kairos for many of you may not know what that is. That's just a inner healing conference at a certain church and they're different names all over the world. And if you have a community, it doesn't even need to be your church, but if there's somewhere that you can go to start having these conversations of like mother wounds and father wounds and inner vows and judgments, you may have formed a judgment without even realizing it toward authority figures, toward yourself, toward males and females, um, parts of yourself, if we want to peel back even a little more nuanced. And so that stuff is now running just like the fact that you speak English and you don't have to think about that right? Like that's all part of the subconscious mind runs on automaticity for you because it's efficient. And so now we're just looking at the symptoms going, huh, I wonder why I do that. Where's that coming from? So again, what do you think if you're talking to one of our listeners and they don't know that they may have some rejection issues, abandonment issues Mm -hmm. and inner vows, what would you say, Hey, I'm going to kind of touch on a spot that may be indicative of one of those. Yeah. You know, um, I would say, I would say, look at your, I, I would say first start with me. It all begins with us mm-hmm. um, looking at yourself and looking at your patterns of patterns of behavior, Yes, cyclic behaviors and things that happen um, repetitively. You know, that is, um, that is a sign of, it can be demonic attack. Mm-hmm. It can be, um, you know, spiritual birth, whatever you want to call it. And so Mm -hmm. I think cyclic things that happen and certain patterns, really paying attention to that, um, the words that we speak over ourselves, what we're believing Mm -hmm. um, over ourselves. I think that is another one. How about the passage that says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Yes. So you could use self-fulfilling prophecies that Mm -hmm. if I believe I'm worthless, I'm probably going to treat myself worthless. If I think I can't do it, I'm probably going to sabotage myself or put in 50% of the effort. So then unconsciously I can kind of say, well, I didn't actually fail because I, Mm -hmm. you know, I had this excuse of why I couldn't put my hundred percent in. So there's lots of things we could be doing to try to protect ourselves. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Keep going. Okay. And, you know, I think when we can just posture ourselves, I mean, when we ask the Holy Spirit, he will reveal that to us. And so if you're listening to this today and you're like, I don't know if I've made an interval, I don't know if I'm doing this, you know, one, I would pay attention to your, your, um, the patterns and the cycles that are currently going on in your life, any behaviors, um, the words that you're speaking over yourself, the things that you're thinking, does that align with scripture? Um, is that God's truth? And then, um, I would also say, just go to prayer and ask the Holy Spirit, you know, what do you say about me? What do you call me and reveal to me anything that is in my heart or that, um, that I've not been operating in the spirit with, or, Mm -hmm. um, that, that is a a lie that is a false belief, reveal that to me. And he will, Mm -hmm. when we are quick to come to him, um, he is faithful and just, and he will show us. Yes. That's so good. So again, any cycles where you're seeing yourself really struggling with authority figures, let's say Mm -hmm. you have a manager and no matter who it is in your life, there's just some authority figure you just cannot get along with or your spouse. And they try to say like, Hey, I think we should do this. And it's like, you're not going to rule over me. You know, I'm going to protect myself. You're not going to take advantage of me. Or you see them texting somebody and you immediately think, oh my gosh, they're cheating. They're going to leave. And so you, you kind of pick some fights just to protect yourself. So they can't leave you first. You're going to leave them first. Mm -hmm. And so there's lots of ways that we might be doing this. And it starts with that curiosity. 
Right. It starts. Go ahead. Yes. Well, and I would say triggers. What are things that are triggering you? And if you're becoming defensive, aha, uh-huh. there is a re- you know, red flag. So, yes. Big, big red flag. So if there is anything that, um, you know, if you're getting in an argument with your spouse, or it could even be a friend, or um, even when you see a friend that's excelling with something and all of a sudden you feel jealousy or envy, what is that? Yes. What is that? And again, it's those paying attention to those behaviors and those feelings. Um, but the defensiveness is a very, very big one because oftentimes we don't know where that comes from. And, and if we don't know where that's coming from, then we need to ask. We need yeah. to be asking Holy Spirit, where is this coming from and why? Yes. Mm-hmm. And my encouragement is stop just trying to willpower it. Yes. Because the irony is we see something, I see something in myself. I'm like, ooh, gross. And I whack a mole it back down and I go, don't worry, God, I won't do that again. Oh, I repent of that. Ooh, yuck. Instead of going, oh, this is an invitation to open up a part of my soul that may need healing. It may need ministry. I may need to repent of a judgment or a vow or let God minister to something that needs reassurance. That's there for a reason. And human nature is behavior modification because it gives us the illusion of control. So if I say, oh gosh, I'm being defensive and I'm being rude to my spouse. Okay, well, I repent of that. And then I behavior modify it. Mm -hmm. But what you're gonna see is that little whack-a-mole, it comes back up with that person or somebody else. And now, you know, you've left that job, but then here comes another work colleague and you're like, dang it. That's like literally the universe is trying to sabotage me right now with these people. And in reality, it's tap dancing on something that's tender and sore Mm. inside of you. And if you continue to just try to do the behavior modification, you'll stay in these cycles. Mm. And we're saying, hey, there's a better way. You don't have to live with that crutch anymore. You can open up. And now like if it's a wound, you put lemon on a wound, there's a visceral reaction and that's a trigger. But if you put lemon on a scar, then you can be around somebody just like that person that abused you, or even the person who betrayed you, disappointed you. And you're now literally, it's a scar that you could put lemon on it. And you're like, I can genuinely bless you. I can genuinely start praying for you now that you're married to somebody else and you've broken our covenant. I am now in a place that I can honor you and bless you and truly release uh, the judgment and the anger and the bitterness of what you did or that authority figure that overruled and overreached Mm -hmm. their influence and power. Now being able to say, hey, God, this person that's in my life that is there as an invitation to help me recognize what's going on in me, now I can open up a conversation with the Lord that I can go, huh. Do I have any judgments? Do I have any fears, beliefs, uh, inner vows, anything that my internal world constructed to try to protect and defend me to make sure I never go through something like that again? Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think about the root. It's what is the root? Always. Yes. Because like you said, the whack-a-mole thing, like we can ask for repentance and cover it up. But at the end of the day, there's a root there. And exactly. if we're not getting to that root mm-hmm. and uh, uprooting it, yes, then that bitterness, that anger or whatever, the rejection, the inner vows, everything that's there, it's going to come out of you. And it typically is to the people that are around you the most. So your mm-hmm. spouse, your children, your family, and it, um, it's almost like a poison yeah. and, and, it, and it affects your atmosphere. And so really finding the root. Yeah to what is going on in those behaviors. And again, it, it, it will expose, when you expose the root, it'll expose, you know, where that 
rejection first came from, yeah. where that inner vow first came from and why. Mm-hmm. And then once that is exposed, then you can go in there with Holy yeah. Spirit and God and start doing some heart surgery. Perfect. And I love that you're talking about roots because a lot of times there's somebody today who's tap dancing on your issues, maybe a spouse, maybe a, a child, it might be a coworker, might be a neighbor, might be somebody at your church, you know, somebody in your life that's just like the bane of your existence. And you hate to admit you have this reaction to them, right? Especially if it's your own child. I've seen that a lot where you're like, oh, I can't stand that. I can't stand my own kid. Like, how do I reconcile that? I'm a terrible person. Um, and so when that happens, yes, go there. But to your point, there's usually a root below that, Mm -hmm. that they are actually allowed in your life because the Lord is saying, Hey, would you trust me Mm -hmm. that when you have that reaction, that you would come into relationship because the very first thing you did when you were hurt by someone similar is you went into, into, uh, you went to isolation. And so our natural result when we're hurt is to pull away from relationship, lick our wounds, self-protect, self-pity, defensiveness. I'm going to get through this. I'm never going to let someone do that to me again. And literally you're thinking a part of your soul has now taken on the role to carry the pain. Another part of your soul is now taking on the role of the defender. And so this is the hardest part as a psychologist is, man, people come in my office and I'm like, oh, I wonder if that's connected to something in your past. And like, nope, mm -mm, nope. I already dealt with that. I'm done. I'm fine. We have a great relationship now. Conversation over. And I'm like, okay, he who protesteth too much. (laughs) Like if it was just like, oh, you know, I don't really think so versus, oh no, nope, we're done. That's fine. I'm, I'm, we have a great relationship you know? And so when somebody protests quite a bit and they're like, adamantly, that's not an issue for me. I'm usually a little bit more curious. Mm -hmm. And so that's an invitation to say, huh, I wonder if the defense mechanism right now is kicking in to say denial. I'm good. Minimize. Oh, other people in Africa have it worse. My life isn't that bad. Other people have been trafficked. You know, I just had a kind of a normal dysfunctional family, blah, blah, blah. Your story doesn't need to be compared with anybody else. Your story is yours. Your wounds are yours. If you had a broken pinky and somebody had a broken leg, both need medicine. Mm -hmm. Both need to be tended to. They don't need to be compared. And so a big part of what keeps our roots inside is that defense mechanism response that just like the nerve endings on your hand, that you have nerve endings that say, oh, there's pain there. Move your hand. Mm -hmm. Our defense mechanisms on the inside are just like that, where I go, nope, I'm fine. Nope. I'm good. Praise the Lord. Uh -uh. No, I'm going to, I already forgave. (laughs) I've already done with that. And it's like, that's wonderful for every conscious part of you, Mm -hmm. but odds are good. If you're still having some triggers, if you're still having some reactions to situations and going, oh gosh, if anybody knew what my insides just did when (laughs) she did that, or he did that, whatever, um, then they wouldn't like me very much. But if instead you go, Hey Lord, I want to, instead of isolating and dealing with that alone in Mm -hmm. shame, I want to now bring it into relationship and trust that you love me a thousand percent, even as I am jealous or defensive or prideful, or I have an arrogant, ugly response. God, you love me so much that you want to sit in this place, my little cesspool on the inside and start to decorate and replenish and refurbish this whole beautiful spot and bring beauty from ashes. 
And so there is a season that I believe many of you are coming into, if you will say yes, Mm -hmm. if you will say, Hey, God, I'm willing to let you do this work inside of me. Mm -hmm. And you let him sit by that unconscious part of you. So you just use your imagination, step back in the memory of being that six-year-old, that 10-year-old, that two-year-old, when he or she did that thing to you and that event happened and how vulnerable and exposed and unprotected you felt. And now see Jesus giving you a corrective experience and showing you that that person needs to repent. And you can visualize, and that's something I've done because many times we can't have that person do that, right? It's not safe to have that conversation. So I'll just visualize that person saying and taking responsibility for what they did that caused the original root wound. Mm. So many times we're at the superficial behavior modification, repentance level, forgiveness level, but we're not really letting God go down and heal the original soul wound that Mm. caused the fear, anger, judgment, inner vows, abandonment, rejection stuff. And so when you're saying yes to this, then you're allowing God to minister and restore the foundation of your soul. And especially if you want to be in any kind of a relationship with any human that's breathing, you're going to want to do this so that you're not accidentally sabotaging, self-protecting, but now you're saying, Hey Lord, I really am scared of somebody leaving me or betraying me or being fully reliant on someone. And then them just dropping me yet again. So God, would you protect me? And now I'm handing that, that original vow, instead of me being the noun, I'm handing it to you. And I'm asking God, would you protect me? that my children wouldn't be molested like I was? Would you protect me that I wouldn't be in a financial destitute position that my spouse leaves and then I can't be taken care of? Would you protect me that I don't have a boss or a manager ever take advantage of me and exploit me like I had authority figures of the past? And when you do that, you're now putting it under the protection of the Holy Spirit and he gets to be the hero versus if you do it and it's my vow, I will never, I must, I have to, I should. When it's under mine, now the enemy can just go right at you Mm -hmm. and he will attack literally the very area. Um, Job said, you know, the very thing he feared came upon him. Mm -hmm. But when we repent and we surrender, we say, hey, Lord, I changed my mind. I don't want to be the one that will make sure that never happens. I want you to make sure. I want you to protect me. And when I hand that back over to you, I can say, even if the worst Mm -hmm. case scenario, I still trust that you'll protect me. You'll turn beauty from ashes. You've still got me and I'm going to be safe and okay. When you have that place of surrender, now the enemy can't use that as an open door with legal access to affect you in that area of your life anymore. Amen. And you now have authority. Yes. You now have authority to walk out, um, not only with freedom for yourself, but to help other people who are struggling with that as well. So good. Mm -hmm. So good. And like we said before, the anointing breaks the yoke that you can do great leadership consulting. You can be a therapist. You can be a life coach. You can be a friend or a pastor. You can do these wonderful things. But if you don't have the anointing Mm. from walking it in your own life and that surrender of now putting God in control, then a lot of it is like, that's good effort. And that's great. They have more information, but there's not a transformative encounter until there is now anointing that can break that yoke off of your life and other people. So we want to thank you so much, Vanessa. Thank you, Dr. Crawford. It has been absolutely amazing. And I just 
pray that anyone who is listening to this is just blessed um, yes. by what we have t- discussed today. So thank you again. I honor you and you're oh amazing. Gosh, thank you. And would you just pray for our guests that anybody yes. who may kind of some stuff stirred up? Yes, absolutely. So Father God, we just love you and praise you and thank you, Lord. God, I thank you um, that you have plans for us, plans to prosper us, God, not to harm us, but to give us a future and a hope. And Father God, I just pray that anyone that's listening today, Lord, that is just battling or wrestling with any inner vows, a spirit of rejection, abandonment, Lord, whatever it is that they are dealing with. God, you are Elroy. You're the God who sees. Mm. Lord, God, you are Jehovah Jireh. You are our provider. God, I just pray your blanket of peace and strength around each one of them. God, I pray your shield of refuge and protection over them. And Lord, we cast this spirit down of rejection, inner vows. We cast it down to the dry places and we command it to stay there. And it can no longer rule in their hearts and in their minds. But God, we release your peace. We release your strength. We release your, just your courage over each person, Lord. And God, I just pray that they would receive that Lord, Mm -hmm. God, that they would have eyes to see ears to hear and hearts to receive all that you have for them in this season. So father God, we just pray that you would go before us, Holy spirit and all that we say and all that we do and may it glorify you in everything in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Thanks guys. And we'll see you for the next episode. Bye. Hey, thanks so much for watching this episode of Unlock You. It is our dream to invest in you. And one of the ways you can do that is by getting more of the bonus material, the content, and to know about future events. Head to the website, drshannoncrawford.com, subscribe to the newsletter, and you'll be the first to know what we're rolling out. And we want you to truly get unlocked so that you can thrive, not only for yourself, but also for the greater calling on your life. Let's link arms and do it together. See you in the next episode.